Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Fight Against COVID-19. What's really going on? A CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Yu Tianyu. In this edition, we will look at why foreign firms keep increasing their bets on China. Despite three years of COVID disruption, China remains a desirable market for many international enterprises. Some foreign companies say China is set to witness a rebound of business activities as the country gradually relaxes COVID-related restrictions. Zhou Fan has more. Roth Hydraulics has been operating in China for over eight years. Despite the pandemic, the German-owned company has maintained an annual growth of over 20%. Senior executive Wang Jian says with the easing of COVID restrictions, the company will be fully prepared for a demand rebound in the near future. It hasn't been very long since China downgraded the COVID curbs. China's market has always been a major development opportunity for our company. Our customers are constantly demanding higher quality for our products, which is also a driving force for us to improve our technical capabilities. One also attributes his confidence in the Chinese market to the authorities' support and efforts in improving the business environment. We have received a lot of policy support. The local government has been actively helping us solve problems so that we can focus more on research and development. Due to the slow progress caused by the pandemic over the years, we will expand the production capacity in our Taichung factory this year and continue to improve our R&D capabilities. Hummingbird Converting Solutions also enjoyed double-digit growth over the past few years. This foreign company engages in printing and packaging machinery manufacturing to ease impacts brought by supply chain disruptions. The company has extended the production cycle. General Manager Wang Yidin says the company will focus on improving product quality to gain a larger market share. I think the Chinese market will definitely be upgraded because everyone is looking for better equipment and we specialize in equipment manufacturing. I think the market's demand for higher quality equipment will increase and I think the prospect of our industry is still quite good. TCP Group is one of the leading food and beverage companies in Thailand. The company has specialized in the energy drink industry for over six decades, and its signature beverage product, Red Bull, is popular in the Chinese market. Last March, the company invested 2 billion yuan in Sichuan province to build a production base in Neijiang. Supachai Junkeat is the president of TCP China. He says China still remains a strong magnet, attracting outstanding companies from all over the world. The continuous innovation in the energy drink industry has been promoted by two factors. One is the huge market potential of the Chinese energy drinks. And the other one is the strong demand of Chinese consumers for high-quality and diversified products. Zoltan Nemet is the vice president of IMS Gear China. This enterprise specializes in the automobile industry. Thanks to the rapid growth of the NEV market, the company registered 30% growth last year. To deal with COVID impacts, the vice president says the company also focused on improving internal efficiency, and now he's upbeat on China's future market. With the ease on the domestic travel situation, we can 
again uh, approach our initiatives for new business fields. So uh, we are developing new markets uh, locally in China, which was uh, in the past pretty much impacted that we cannot travel to customers, we cannot could not go to, to fairs. And now with this ease, we can restart all these activities. I am fairly optimistic that the, the pandemic situation uh, will be over uh, very soon. And on a mid and long term, the Chinese economy will rebound and continue to grow. I'm fairly sure of that. According to a recent survey conducted by China Council for the Promotion of International Trade, over 99% of the surveyed foreign companies are more confident about China's economic prospects this year. That was Zhou Fang reporting. Brazil's business community is welcoming China's easing of COVID restrictions. Those in the travel and export industries are eager to resume ties with Brazil's biggest trading partner. Paulo Cabral has more. As China lifts many COVID-19 travel restrictions, Chinese families are eager to reconnect with loved ones, especially during the spring festival season. And on the other side of the world, in Brazil, there are also people who've long waited to go to China. There are people who need to go for business, others for tourism. And there are many people who need to visit their families. I have also groups going for cultural exchange, for example, in the fields of cooking and martial arts. And there's a group going interested in Chinese medicine. As COVID-19 restrictions impaired travel, contacts and deals between Chinese and Brazilian business also took a hit. Now, with the policy change, opportunities are opening up. There is a big chance of the Brazilians uh, to start and re-establish the connections with the Chinese entrepreneurs. China is Brazil's main commercial partner and any growth in the economic activity there is bound to have direct positive impacts here. Commodities like iron ore and soybeans are the backbone of Brazil's international trade and China is the main buyer of both. In the same way that when China was in a lockdown affected negatively Brazil economy, when China decided to give up the lockdown uh, uh, COVID-19 process, this will benefit positively Brazil. Because given the fact that consumption will increase, also real estate projects, infrastructure projects will increase as well. This will lead to higher demand of iron ore, steel and metal commodities. Brazil's new government has a tough challenge of putting Brazil's economy back on a growth path. An economic boost through enhanced engagement with China could be an important component to success. That was Paulo Cabral reporting. South Africa expects to welcome thousands of Chinese travelers this year. The pandemic affected many nations globally, and South Africa was not spared. It saw a dip in the number of visitors over the period, hugely affecting the tourism sector. Sule Malawa reports. The South African government has announced it will not impose any travel restrictions on any country, including China. South Africa has been China's main tourist destination in Africa for many years. In 2019, a reported 93,000 travelers from China chose South Africa out of over 100 million outbound tourists. Globally, Chinese visitors contributed over 200 billion US dollars to the world economy. We spoke to key players in the tourism sector to hear their view on the prospect of seeing higher tourist number flock to South Africa. Rosemary Anderson, the National Chairperson of Federated Hospitality Association of South Africa, says China has just announced a direct air China flight between Beijing and Johannesburg, which is a very positive development. 
We don't know the date yet, but it will be in 2023, because that was one of the deterrents with regards to Chinese tourists trying to come to South Africa. The sector is totally ready and waiting for international tourists. We have got so many wonderful offerings from our rich culture and heritage to our magnificent wildlife, which is almost unparalleled, to niche markets. So there are so many offerings to attract the Chinese market. And international tourism is exactly what we need in South Africa because it brings in forex, foreign exchange, and that's exactly what we need to create more jobs in South Africa and buoy our economy. Travel Services Company owner Wiseman Langer of Wiseman Travels and Tours, based in Cape Town, feels happy about welcoming Chinese tourists. China is also one of the world that has supported South Africa or Cape Town uh, in terms of tourism, as we all know that has got the large population of China has been visiting Cape Town for the past uh, years. But ever since the pandemic started, we we have lost those tourists from China. Uh, but as I'm saying that in South Africa now we have lifted the ban. There's no more restrictions. So we have welcomed other tourists from other countries and we are prepared as well to welcome from China. South African Health Minister Dr. Joe Patla says after due consultations, no restriction will be imposed on any travelers, especially from China. We have consulted our ministerial advisory committees and also WHO, uh, the, the World Health Organization in Geneva, and also uh, the regional office in Brazzaville. And in both cases, the advice that we have received is, is received is that there is no need to impose any travel restrictions uh, on any country, including the uh, People's Republic of China, and that we also do not need to reimpose any restrictions internally in our own country. Authorities in South Africa have always reiterated that they are open for business and investment. That was Suleiman Lawa reporting in Johannesburg, South Africa. Hainan Airlines has launched its first direct flight between Harbin and Khabarovsk in Russia. The Chinese flight was the first foreign one to land in the Far East Russian city in three years. Most of the passengers were Chinese people coming for work or study. I come here to have a view of Khabarovsk and to learn about Russian culture and customs. Previously, I couldn't go back to China because of the pandemic quarantine, but now it's just a flight away from my home. That's great. I can have a rest in China for a while and then fly back here. It's a really good route between China and Russia. It's a short and very fast flight. China decided to refine its COVID response in early December to ease restrictions on travel and visits to public venues. On January the 8th, the country's civil aviation regulator relaxed certain COVID-19 restrictions on international passenger flights. The lights are on and businesses are back at night markets in China. Those in Hainan province are offering visitors a taste of local delicacies. Zhu Zhu stopped by a fruit store in Sanya. Barbecue fruit, seafood, barbecues. You can get nearly all kinds of local delicacies here at the Yihong Night Market, one of the most popular night spots in Sanya, Hainan province. Fresh fruits mixed with spicy sauce. Can you imagine how it tastes? 
Almost all the locals in Hainan can make spicy sauce themselves. Been eating it since we were little, so we want to bring this local specialty to tourists. Luo Shengchun and Luo Shengliang are sisters. They previously ran a food store together in Sanya. Later, due to the pandemic, they found it hard to sustain their business and closed their store. After that, they started to run this booth at the night market. Since the end of March to November, we have had rather few customers. But after China optimized its pandemic measures last month, our business has turned for the better. We don't worry about our income now. Now with their customers coming back, even though their working hours are much longer, they are glad and satisfied. Now we work from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. In previous months, we only worked from 6 to 10.30 at night. Now, our customers are even more than before the pandemic. After I return home to sleep, it's normally already 2 or 2.30 a.m. With more and more people traveling to Sanya in Hainan province after China loosened its COVID restrictions, the nighttime economy here is regaining vitality. That was Juju in Sanya. As life and work returns to normal, entertainment venues are seeing more customers. Liu Jiaheng spoke to some business owners in Beijing. Different kinds of board games have been a mainstay of people's recreation choices in recent years. A murder mystery role-playing game called Jubensha is the most popular, especially among young people. The owner of Haita Board Game Room, Surname Ma, explains why. For starters, it's very stress-relieving. You can get yourself sunk into your character in the script. It's like getting away from yourself and experiencing a different life. Secondly, it provides opportunities to socialize and build more connections, and the price is acceptable. The business was hit by the pandemic because the game requires a group of people being in an enclosed space and play could last for hours. However, since China optimizes pandemic response measures, the situation has reversed. Ma says he's positive about the industry. The public demand for recreation is definitely there. People are under a lot of pressure, so they need some cheat days just to relax. We're getting more players every week. Although it's still not comparable to our best period because some people are still recovering from being sick. I believe later this year, we're going to see an uplift in this industry. Other recreation options have longtime followers. At a time when people are paying more attention to a healthy lifestyle, bowling seems to be a perfect combination of sports and amusement. Zhao Jun is the manager of Ditan Bowling Alley, which has been in business for decades. Many of his regulars are older, and they take bowling as their daily exercise. But they're relatively more vulnerable to illnesses. However, Zhao says things are going well and will be better given more time. We have about 30 members who are in their 70s, about 20 who are beyond 80, and a lot in their 60s. We have more than 400 members, and about 20% of them are back now. Some want to rest a little more, and some are taking their time to adapt to the new situation. Jia also says bowling is an activity that's suitable for all age groups, and they have received a lot of new customers lately. Since the COVID response measures were adjusted in December and people restored to health, we have seen more and more people. Mostly, there are young people who are new to bowling and want to try it out. With more customers showing up, the manager is planning to resume various events to promote bowling, and he sees the Spring Festival as a beginning point.
It's said that many people are going to stay put and not go on trips during the holiday, so we are expecting more customers to come to Bowl, and we are going to resume organizing events after the Lunar New Year. We have bowling camps for kids and tournaments for people who are retired and have much spare time. Although the overall trend is gratifying, it seems there's going to be a longer course until the recreation industry reaches full recovery. Some cities are carrying out supporting measures to help accelerate the process. For example, Shenzhen is granting 8 million yuan worth of vouchers that can be used for sporting activities and 20 million yuan worth of digital coupons for recreation activities such as shows and movies. That was Liu Jiaheng reporting. With that, we end this episode of the fight against COVID-19. What's really going on? Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Yu Tianyu. Thanks for listening.